This is BayCare Health Chat, another podcast from BayCare Health System. You can replace aching joints, but you can't replace precious moments. And deciding to have a knee replacement is a big decision, but in this podcast, Dr. Christopher Grayson will guide you through the process and share what to expect following a knee replacement. This is BayCare Health Chat. I'm Scott Webb. And Dr. Grayson, it's nice to have you on. I'm assuming that pain control is probably the number one priority for most after knee replacement surgery. So what are the options? Pain control has actually been one of the biggest advancements we've made in joint replacement over the last, say, 10 to 15 years. I think patients usually uh, expect that some of the things we're doing with robotics or advanced technology in the surgery is what's making the big difference, but it's actually been the post-operative care that has improved our outcomes and allowed us to go from staying you know, five days in the hospital to often having these knee replacements done on an outpatient basis now. The way we do that is instead of what we used to do, which was really people got large quantities of IV narcotics in the hospital, they might have a pain pump where they could click the little clicker and get some IV pain medicine whenever they hurt, we have tried to transition away from solely using narcotics as our pain relievers and using a combination of different medications uh, to help control the pain. We really refer to that technique as a multimodal pain management, and it consists of using lots of different medications, some things like Tylenol, which, believe it or not, has actually been shown in studies to work really well for pain, especially when used in conjunction with other medications. Also, anti-inflammatories, as long as it's acceptable for the patient. Some patients who are on blood thinners or have kidney disease aren't able to use those medications, but for those patients that are, they can be very powerful pain relievers. By helping relieve the inflammation, they are actually helping treat the cause of the pain instead of just blocking the pain signal going to to the brain. We use nerve blocks and injections during the surgery and before the surgery, and those help control the pain. And then in the patients that need it, we do give some narcotics, but we've tried to give the patients many different options to control their pain and allow the patient to have something to reach for besides a narcotic when their pain gets um, worse. That's good to know. And uh, interesting, as you say, that people just sort of assume because you're using either computer-assisted or robots and that it's really the technology that's keeping the pain you know, down, but actually it's really the pain management itself. And also good to know that you've really reduced the role of narcotics for people because, as we know, that's been a, a huge epidemic in this country. So all good stuff there. And as I mentioned, my son just had surgery on his hand yesterday, so I had a long conversation about the importance of keeping the swelling down. But for those who didn't just have surgery, yesterday. Why is it important to keep the swelling down post-op? Swelling is actually the thing that I would say is the most common thing that my patients are really worried about that me as the surgeon is not really worried about. It is a normal process and it is how the body is healing the area by bringing increased blood flow to the area and delivering the growth factors and nutrients that the body needs to heal from the surgery. But what it also does as a side effect of that is as the swelling increases, it causes stiffness in the knee and worsens the pain. And these are both things that um, are kind of fighting against us as we're recovering. I want my patients to be mobile and moving and getting their range of motion back as quickly as possible. And so swelling management is a very key thing. And kind of like Tylenol seems like it's not going to do a lot, but has actually been shown in research to be very effective after surgery. One of the best things my patients um, can do for themselves is to be aggressive with their icing and elevating the knee. And what I mean by that is ice over the front of the knee with something in between the skin and the bag of ice for 30 minutes at a time. And then while doing that, elevating the leg up on, I like to have my patients get the leg above the heart. So getting three pillows from the heel to the calf 
never behind the knee because we don't want that knee resting in a bent position. But from the calf to the heel with the leg out straight, getting the leg in the air, helping the body get that fluid back towards the, the core and to the heart. And that's going to be really effective for helping get the uh, swelling down and will in turn have a significant effect on the patient's pain. My patients who are most aggressive about doing that, if you can get about six times a day of sitting there for 30 minutes, really will get their range of motion back, they'll be moving around faster, and they stop taking the pain medications earlier. You know, I know physical therapy can be tough after knee surgery. My mom had knee surgery, and it was definitely her least favorite part of uh, having had knee surgery, but it's so important to recovery. And so I want to have you talk about that. Let's talk about PT. PT, the knee replacement, unlike almost any other surgery, is really a team effort between the patient and the surgeon. My job as a surgeon is to do a great job during the surgery and really set the patient up for success by putting the implants in in a perfect way, getting the knee balanced, making sure that we close the skin so it heals well. But after the the, uh, surgery, the patient really needs to work aggressively on getting the range of motion back. We have about an eight to 10 week period when we can really regain the range of motion that is lost sometimes from the arthritis before surgery and then sometimes just from the surgery. I mean, it's imperative that we get it back in that time period because after the scar tissue is fully formed, we really have lost the opportunity and some patients may be left with a knee that is very stiff and doesn't function appropriately. And you did mention in there about the wounds. Is there anything special we need to do for wound care? In the past uh, five or so years or maybe a little longer, we have really moved towards dressings that stay on much longer. It's very common now to use skin glue to seal the incisions. That's what I use for most of my knee replacements. So there's no longer staples or sutures that need to be removed. And by getting that seal on the wound, we're able to have a dry wound almost immediately. And so we don't really do repetitive dressing changes any longer. I usually use a a bandage that stays on for about one week after surgery. Then it's peeled off by either the patient or the therapist and then we leave it open to air. The skin glue kind of acts as a base sealant for the wound, and so we can leave it open to air at that point. In the old days when we were doing these repetitive dressing changes, it it actually caused a lot of problems because some patients have skin that's very sensitive to the tape, and so by putting a bandage on and taking it off sometimes multiple times a day, it really could lead to blisters and skin breakdown that increase the chance of infection. And also by getting that wound sealed with the skin glue, we are able to keep anything from the outside environment from getting in. And it really is important to understand that a wound that's draining after a knee replacement, if there's drainage after, you know, any longer than a week after the surgery, that's something that we should make our surgeons aware of and have it evaluated. It doesn't necessarily mean anything bad is going on, but it's something that we need to keep an eye on and ideally get that wound to seal up as quickly as possible. When it comes to walking aids, is that a sort of an as-needed, or do you recommend all knee replacement patients use some sort of aid, at least for a period of time? It's still pretty common. I think all my patients are on a walker for some period of time. So working in, in the hospital for the first week or two weeks after surgery, most of the patients are using a walker. And I think what's important to understand is one thing that can happen after a knee injury is there's a a pain neurofeedback mechanism that can cause the quad muscle 
to shut down and not contract when there's pain in the knee. And that can be that buckling sensation that these patients sometimes feel. And so having that walker there that you can catch yourself if the knee gives out, especially in those first few days, is pretty important. But most of the time by the patients are coming back to see me at the two-week time period postoperatively, they're off the walker and walking normally. I don't see many patients on a cane anymore, and we don't insist upon any definitive transition from a walker to a cane. And so I think using the walker early on while we're getting used to how the knee is doing and waiting for the quad muscles to reactivate can be very helpful and safe. Usually by the first couple of weeks after surgery, a lot of the patients have already transitioned to not using a walking aid. Uh, doctor, this is really educational. What are the takeaways when it comes to having knee replacement surgery and then managing everything that we've discussed today? Yeah, I think the most important thing to remember is that this is one of the more successful surgeries that exist in medicine today. So of the top three uh, most successful surgeries are cataract surgery, hip replacement, and then knee replacement. And so even though it can be a very scary um, idea to be going in for a major surgery like a knee replacement, and especially a lot of our patients have seen people who had them 10 years ago before we really made the advances we have made. And it was a pretty awful thing. People stayed in the hospital for three to five days. They went to a nursing home for a few weeks after surgery. It's it's a a very different procedure now. And patients are often going home um, either the same day of surgery or the day after they're um, going directly home. We're not going to nursing homes. Their pain control is much better than it was. They are quickly returning to a function. And at the end of the, the day, they are regaining their life and their activity levels and able to continue enjoying an active, healthy life. Yeah, as well said, and as I said in my intro, it is a big decision, but also I think for many, if not most, it it turns out to be the best decision they ever make. And so great that we have uh, surgeons like yourself to do this kind of work and all the great technologies that you have and pain management and so on. So, doctor, thanks so much for your time today and you stay well. Uh, Same to you, sir. I appreciate your time. Thank you for the opportunity. And to learn more about knee replacement surgery and all the services at BayCare, please visit baycare.org. And that wraps up this episode of BayCare Health Chat. Always remember to subscribe, rate, and review this podcast and all the other BayCare podcasts so we can share the wealth of information from our experts together. I'm Scott Webb. Stay well. Stay well.